Welcome to Wasted Local Talent. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Wasted Local Talent, where we suck at doing intros. I am Daniel. I am Josiah, and that's a blanket statement because I do not suck at doing intros. <laughs> we suck at remembering to do intros. I didn't even forget. You no. just dropped the ball. I did. I said, are you going to do the intro today? And you said, no, let's do it another day. And then next thing you know, you got sick. Mm-hmm. Things happened. And if you did not notice, we did not do an intro on our last episode. And if you did not listen to that last episode, go listen to it. It's fantastic. It was a very fantastic episode. One of my favorite episodes <clears throat> ever. Yes. So, this upcoming episode that you're about to, to listen to. Yes. Features, or that you're currently, that currently listening, listening to. to. Yeah. yeah. If, you, if you can make it past us you know, bantering right now. Three or four off-road. Yes. From our dear, dear friend Aaron Baker. Yes. Known him for a long time. A lot of years. Yes. Which I think we'll probably find out in the episode. Yeah, I think we did the math. Yeah. Maybe. We went to school together way back in the day. Yeah. But yeah. So stay tuned for that. And don't forget to check out all of the other podcasts that are under the 13 Palm Trees shade. We've got D&D Kinda, where Michael, my brother, DMs for me and Jed and our friends Ryan and Josh. As we play D&D, or attempt to play D&D, yeah. and um, we actually have an episode that drops today, and it is pretty pretty cool what happens in the episode. So definitely check that out. We also have Video Game Mythos, where the aforementioned Michael and Ryan both, they will take a video game character or a story and dive into the backstory, or dive deeper into the story and the lore of that video game. Yes. Yes, we also have Video Game Mythos, which Josiah... Well, you just said Video Game Mythos, but I think you meant Gurus of Gaming, of gaming which Too many video game actually, things. I ran into Aaron last weekend, and I don't know if you know this or not, but we don't actually publish podcasts live as they happen. Mm. But when he was in here, he's looking at some of our stuff, and uh, he used to work at GameStop back in the day, and big video game fan, and so he started listening to our Gurus of Gaming podcast, and he absolutely loves it. And I'm going to be honest, the last few Gurus of Gaming episodes we've done aren't even that good. So just think how much more he's going to like it when we actually turn out some good content. I'm kidding. But (laughs) (laughs) no, he he said it's a lot of fun to listen to. And that's kind of cool to hear even someone that we're about to feature today kind of give feedback on something that we do. Mm -hmm. And so if you like Aaron and you like video games, then listen to video games and then also listen to Aaron here in just like 30 seconds. Mm Mm-hmm. We also have a new podcast coming out in March, the Final Girl podcast. We'll talk about that a little bit more later because last time Ryan was a little little iffy on talking about it, so I'll just leave it at that. We have a new podcast coming out soon. Stay tuned. Yes. Also, if you want to find any of those podcasts, just go to your favorite podcast app, site, or YouTube, anything like that, Spotify, search for 13 Palm Trees, and they will all pop up. And a huge shout out to Worst Kept Secret for letting us use their song Bender Yes, in all of our episodes. And if you happen to be lacking in the t-shirt department for the upcoming summer, I don't know if you know this or not, the Groundhog said that there's going to be an early spring, so it's time to get the t-shirts out. Yes. And you would look great in a 13 Palm Tree shirt. Yeah, 13palmtrees.com. Go check them out. 
We've got plenty of different colors of Wasted Local Talent shirts. We also have shirts for all the other podcasts. Excuse me. Well, then. We also have... made a comeback. We have uh, other stuff there, too, but... Yeah. You just go look for yourself. Things and all sorts of stuff. But, yeah, you can... um, Before we get into the episode... Give us a follow on Instagram at Wasted Local Talent. Check us out on Facebook. Like the page, Wasted Local Talent on Facebook. Yeah. And now we're going to get to Aaron and 304 Off-Road. In three, two, one. Be proud of the places, the places, the places that we are from. This is our home. It might not be much. What's up, everybody? I'm Daniel. I'm Josiah. <laughs> and today we're wasting our talent with... Aaron at 304 Off-Road. 304 Off-Road. So um, I looked at your page earlier and off-roading. I've seen, I told Josiah, I've seen it, um, seen things about it. Like, I don't know if it's been on people's cars. Like, do you do stickers? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I've gotten random pictures (laughs) texted to me like, hey, I saw this person in South Charleston the other day, or I saw this person in Maryland. And I'm like, cool, Cool. it's getting out there. (laughs) Yeah, and I think... I made the, just the, you know, I'd seen it on cars and I feel like every car that I've seen it on has been like a Jeep or some kind of like outdoorsy car. So I just associated it with like a Jeep company. Yeah. So whenever I looked at it, I'm like, this is not at all what I thought. Yeah. So. <laughs> there, there are, there's a, so there's three or four Jeep club mm-hmm. and there are some people that have that sticker on their Jeep and they've actually confused it. So they thought that, that I own three or four Jeep club and I don't. That might, that might've been what I was thinking then. So yeah. I was just wrong. No, no, it's fine. <laughs> Surprise. It happens a lot. <laughs> so, so tell us about your business and what you do. So basically I just sell uh, parts and accessories for side-by-sides. Um, you know, Polaris Razor, uh, Can-Am Mavericks, Honda Pioneers, all the brands, all the major brands, manufacturers for the side-by-sides. Um, to someone who is vehicle illiterate, what is a side-by-side? A side-by-side is, imagine a four-wheeler that can fit two people on it instead okay. with a roll cage over it. Okay. So in case you roll it or something like that. Yeah. And uh, it's got seat belts and stuff from factory, but that's where I come into play after they get it from factory. They want to get bumpers, tires, wheels, uh, harnesses, anything like that. A new roof, windshield, they can get it through me. Okay. And where are you located at? Uh, actually, e-commerce. Um, I don't have a physical storefront. Okay. Uh, but I live in Clarksburg. Uh, lived there my entire life. So, yeah. So you just sell it like um, to e-commerce? You just do it like all web-based? Yeah. Okay. Ev- everything's through my website. Uh, I don't <clears throat> even mess with Amazon or eBay. I was going to, and a lot of manufacturers actually won't let me. Uh, they just, that's their territory. They don't want anybody else touching it. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'm fine with that. Less of a headache. Yeah. <laughs> so what made you want to start this business here in West Virginia? Um, honestly, I didn't even plan on it. I, uh, I was in a group called Razor Crazy on Facebook, and basically it's just all players Razor owners. And I got these lug nuts for my uh, razor, and they messaged me, and they said, hey, we saw that you're in the off-road community a good bit. Would you like to resell these? Had no idea what I was doing. Didn't even have a PayPal at the time. Didn't even know what it was. So they told me, they're like, well, you open up a PayPal, and you'll buy these from us, and you'll resell them. I said, okay. So I started doing that. And then everybody's like, hey, can you get this? Can you get that? And I'm like, okay, I'm going to get a business license yeah. and uh, yeah. make this legit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So how long ago did you decide to start that? 
So yeah. that was in 2016. So it's been about three years solid now. Uh, mm-hmm. First year, it, it took a little while to get off the ground, but once it got off the ground, it, it really surprised me. Like I thought about opening up a physical storefront uh, out in Clarksburg, but it's just it's not there yet. Um, yeah, that's, that's expensive to do too. It mm-hmm. really is, especially the different taxes and stuff that they have, like – they literally tax your inventory and mm-hmm. all your machines that you have. Your for space business. and yeah. just everything. Yeah. That's pretty cool, though. I know I've known you for a while. Mm-hmm. So uh, you've always been kind of into outdoors stuff. So mm-hmm. was this, I know you said it just kind of like happened where people were like, hey, you, you're the outdoors guy. You want to <laughs> help us? <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I don't know what my next question is, but I'm just thinking, <laughs> like, do, this is something that you enjoy, though. This is not oh, something yeah. that it just kind of fell in your lap. I was just in a random Facebook group, and now I'm, right. the next thing stuck, I know, I'm in a business. These yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No. So just talk a little bit about, like, your outdoors life. I know you, yeah. you're a big fan of that. Yeah, no, I actually do enjoy it. It's something like, um, so I'll go to events, and some I, I set up for one event last year, uh, it was awesome. I got to meet a lot of people that I normally wouldn't meet, you know, face-to-face instead of just on Facebook because mm-hmm. that's mainly what it is, is Facebook. Um, so when I was down there, you know, I was like, well, I'm going to go to a couple different events and not even sell anything. I'm just going to ride because, honestly, going out and being able to ride with everybody, I mean, that's what I do. I, I'm not – I don't want to just go out and try to, you know, bring money in. I, mm-hmm. I enjoy – the sport, I guess it would be called a sport. Yeah. Um, just going out and riding side by sides, watching them race them. I'd like to, but I just don't want to, I don't want to tear anything up that expensive <laughs> yet. <laughs> it's a shame Jed's not here today because motocross is like his wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure he would have all the questions because he's way smarter than me when it comes to stuff like that. But yeah, our, one of our other hosts is a big outdoors guy. He's yeah. got four wheelers and things. Oh, yeah. And I'm sure that he'll eventually get one of the side by sides because that, that's a Jed type of thing. Yeah. You know, he's just that type of guy. You yeah. Know? So. <clears throat> Unfortunately, he knows us. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> so as far as that goes, so you do um, all of that online. Um, you also have uh, like a 3D printing thing that you were saying too that's kind of under that whole thing. So why don't yeah. you tell us about that a little bit as well? Sure. So the whole 3D printer happened because I thought of an idea that uh, on the roll cage, normally people use zip ties to zip tie the wires up to them. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking one day to make a clamp that could just kind of snap onto the roll cage and the wires could just sit in there on the way down instead of using zip ties. Some guys don't want zip ties. Some don't care. Some would rather have something. It looks sloppy. Yeah. And that's what I was thinking. I was like, you know, if I can make one that's like about eight inches long to cover the whole thing. And uh, I I threw the idea around a couple people that I deal with on a daily basis. And they're like, man, you ought to try it. So I looked up the 3D printers and uh, ended up ordering one uh, from the Czech Republic, actually. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, that was the first... Uh, experience dealing with that because uh, the shipping is like ridiculous coming over the countries. Mm-hmm. But I ended up getting it for that, mm. and um, I think within a week, I uh, bought another one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was up in Washington, and I'm like, this thing prints so slow. I need to have two going at once. Yeah. And uh, I, I met him, and I got a pretty good deal on it. And I told my wife about it, and she's like, no more. You're not getting any more. 
And uh, so I got those two set up at the house. And I was like, I got room for a third one here because there's like different settings that you can do on them. You can print really detailed stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, I did a couple of things for Ashley for her business. And I was like, you know, I really wish I had a smaller, there's a smaller nozzle that can print a lot higher detailed stuff. So I ended up getting another printer and it's actually coming Tuesday. <laughs> and I just told her the other day and she's like, are you serious? I was like, that's it. That's a third and that's, a, that's, that's all I'm going to do. But uh, it, it's been pretty fun because mm-hmm. you can either design stuff on like uh, AutoCAD software, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. uh, which I do. I, I never dabbled with it ever before until I got a 3D printer and I got the uh, Fusion 360, started using it so I can make a, uh, I didn't bring it with me, but a lithophane. I don't know if you ever heard of that, Mm-mm. but basically yeah. it's a, uh, you can take a picture and put it in the program and convert it to a 3D printed uh, picture and when you put it in the enclosure like I can put it up to that light right there and you could see through the plastic you'll see the picture huh. and it, it's crazy the amount of detail you can see in it too 3d printers are wild like yeah. you can do anything on a 3d printer yeah and they're still super new too yeah like, there's all kinds of stuff that they're I saw them printing uh, cement houses for like the whole I, I saw that yeah. yeah yeah and they literally just set it up and it starts printing and they'll print like a couple huts like every two days mm-hmm it was pretty cool. Wonder if they'll ever be able to 3D print edible stuff, like just a sandwich. Can you do that? <laughs> I'm sure eventually it'll it'll be a thing. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine just like putting all the ingredients in there and it just prints you what you want? Uber right. Eats, you got a pizza <laughs> yeah. On, yeah. right there. If you're out there uh-huh. and you're well, you have a 3D printer. Uh-huh. You, you can get a, a food one. Your wife might leave you. <laughs> yeah. <but. laughs> yeah. Can you 3D print divorce papers? No, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> no. Um, so that that thing that you made with mm-hmm. the the for your for the wiring, gosh, yeah. ugh, all over the place. Um, so did you actually get you made that already? Yeah. Now is that something that you've thought about, like getting like a patent for, and then selling it, like you know, to a company to make? Right. Manufacturer? See, I thought about taking it and finding a company that could um, mass produce them. Mm-hmm. Like I could just use my 3D printer as a prototype machine yeah. and pay somebody else to mass manufacture. Um, I, ca- I talked to a couple guys about getting a patent and they said, honestly, the amount of time and the amount of money that it takes to get it, by that time, if, if they really like your idea they're going to alter it one way or another to go ahead and produce it the way they want with no problems at all. So I just said, forget it. And mm-hmm. if it happens, it happens, Yeah, you know? <clears throat> so you'd feel like that that would have been something that would have came along a while ago though, that, you know? Yeah. So, cause I've looked around and the only thing I can ever see is like, um, clamps for brake lines or something yeah. like that to hide, to mm-hmm. hold them in place. But Nothing made specifically for that to where it's like aesthetically pleasing and not just a zip tie or something that's right. not supposed to be there. And I, I know yeah. we go out on <clears throat> Cheat Lake a good bit during summer. Well, when I can, when I'm off of work. And um, the the Wake Tower speakers on top of the boats, mm-hmm. they even mentioned that they could, you know, I could make one large enough for them to put the wires in that up on top instead mm-hmm. of seeing the wires run across. Yeah. So. So is this the, the 304, um, both your 3D printing and your the outdoors 
is that like your main source of income right now or do you have like a like a nine to five that you do oh yeah i, I wish mm. it was a nine to five yeah <laughs> yeah the, i uh, i do have a mm. full-time job and i'm an electronics technician so i work like two weeks straight and then i'm home for a week like right now mm -hmm. so i'll go back to work uh thursday night i'll be on night shift and they had me in texas for a while but i got shipped back up here finally mm. working in pa but still closer to home yeah, yeah. Better than Texas. Yeah. Well, that's for ele electronics. So, like, mm -hmm. what do you do electronics with? This sounds like a, a frack it, schedule. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Okay. I, I work for diabetes. I've been there for, I think this year's my sixth year being there. And um, basically, I deal with all the electronics on the equipment. Um, they have a new electric fleet. Now, that's a little different. I don't deal with some of that stuff because it's like 138 which is really high voltage. Mm -hmm. I deal with like 12 volt DC to 50 volt DC stuff. So that's just, <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, at first, whenever I did it, I came in with just a, you know, computer IT background. I didn't mm -hmm. even have a, a degree. And I just said, this is what I know and this is what I can do. And they're like, we'll train you. Yeah. And, well, and, still and there. Stuff, <laughs> stuff in the electronic world changes so fast. I know like two years ago, the big thing was like, cat 5e cables and now they're rolling mm -hmm. out cat 6 cables and yeah just like by the time you would be able to get a degree in something and go out in the real world they already have the new technology out oh, yeah. yeah so it's yeah. basically you get your degree and then you actually go learn how to do it like mm -hmm. because there's just so much that changes it does it changes so fast I, we were talking about earlier whenever i switched back to iphone oh yeah i went to trade in my uh galaxy note 9 and you should have just thrown it in a river oh <laughs> they, they were like yeah we'll give you 200 bucks i was like this thing brand new was a thousand dollars like less than a year ago mm -hmm. and they're like well that's what it is it's Ooh. a coaster now <laughs> yeah pretty much yeah. <laughs> that's why whenever if i like upgrade or anything and i'm like out of contract with my old one i sell it on like ebay yeah that's what get, i ended up doing yeah get like a little you mean i you get like fifty, sixty dollars more, maybe, maybe a yeah. hundred if you're lucky. But it's more than you know. It's kind of like taking a game to GameStop. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I worked there. <laughs> <laughs> that place. I saw. I actually saw. Side note: I saw a funny post the other day. I guess are they going out of business? They're on the verge of it. Yeah, yeah it's not great for them right now. No. I saw somebody post. It was like, so GameStop's going out of business. And it was like, I'll give you $3 for all of your stores. Because that's what they do to you with your games. It's the truth. <clears throat> mm. It's just like Blockbuster went out of business mm -hmm. like when Netflix and all those streaming service came around. So mm. yeah, everything's digital now. You can just download a game digitally yeah. after you buy it. Yeah. And that GameStop's not needed as much or any video game store, to be honest. Mm -mm. But So what's the – and because this is something that I would do. What's the craziest thing that you've printed with your with your 3D printer? Like, what's like kind of like the funniest? Like you were just testing it out. I had a feeling this was going to get asked, <laughs> and I, I thought about I didn't bring them because they're actually going down there now. Um, <laughs> one of my supervisors in Texas <laughs> asked if I could 3D print a uh, a dick. I don't know what I can say on here. <laughs> you can say whatever. You say whatever you want. Okay. <laughs> he's like, hey, he's like, can you 3D print a dick and I could put on a hard hat? And I was like. <laughs> Actually, you know, I got some glow-in-the-dark plastic, and I'll print it in the oh glow-in-the-dark. So I sat underneath the light all day, 
And I turned out the lights. That thing, it glowed so bright. <laughs> I told him, I was like, you ought to put this on and just walk around at night. That's hilarious. <laughs> I was hoping that it would be something. Like oh, yeah. <laughs> now, is it like a one that... Don't like ask a, details. Come on, Daniel. No, 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 no. no not, not, I don't want to know, like, it, is it veiny or, you know, how big is Does it? Does it curve to the left, yeah. man? <laughs> I'm assuming that he's going to do it kind of like a like a hood ornament, like on the front of his helmet. Oh, like yeah. a unicorn? Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm thinking, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I tried printing a bigger scale because they had different uh, files. So, like, there's a couple so places. So there's files that you had to search for and get? Yeah, oh, yeah. So I type in, you know, 3D dick, and it comes up, and you can download the file. That's hilarious. And the one I found was, like, a 3D dick slinky. So oh it, like, spirals up, and you can grab it and just shake it. It'll go back and forth. Oh, my God. It's like a bobble dick. So, yeah, that's exactly what it was. I can't even imagine. You're, like, your wife pulls that out of the printer when you're, like, away at work. Like, what? This is what you got this for? And she was in the other room. I was like, look what I printed. She goes, did you seriously? I'm like, yeah. I was like, supervisor wanted it. I was like, yeah, I'm printing another one too. <laughs> it was so funny. That's great. I knew that was going to be the answer too, because that's 100% the first thing that you would print. Yeah. And you would put it on Michael's car. Yeah, I would. <laughs> yeah, a buddy of mine um, works down in Houston, and he works, I forget what they're called, but they're big. They're essentially like a big warehouse, and it's where mm-hmm. people can go and pay to like learn different trades, learn how to weld, oh really, uh, things like that. And they have three mm-hmm. D printers down there. Um, and he was telling me about how because he helps with specifically with like the three D printing, mm-hmm. and how he has to watch people because it's just anybody can come in and use it. You just oh, pay, and you can come yeah. in and like use it, like learn how to use it, and like you have to watch like what people are printing. Um, do you do any like outsourcing? Like, do you let people come to you and? Uh, print anything? I mean, <clears throat> I, I basically thrown it out there if somebody needs something printed mm-hmm. and they have files readily available, I'll just charge them a flat, I think it's $3 an hour to print. Mm-hmm. You know, that covers the electricity being used, uh, the, the plastic, because that's what it is. Mm-hmm. It's just plastic being melted. Um, and then now if it's something custom that I have to, you know, use AutoCAD or something, I, I don't charge a huge fee because I'm still learning everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, But I'm, I'm learning it fairly quickly. A lot faster than I thought I was going to, and but yeah, there's actually a website that I can put my printers on there and say if somebody's wanting to mass produce something on 3D printers, I can basically make my printer a uh, a slave to their business, mm-hmm. huh? So that they can send me the files that they want printed, tell me how much they want printed and how much they're going to pay me, and then I do the job. That's really so, cool. It sounds like just the the whole mm. uh, business started. Almost by accident, it's just something you enjoy, yeah. something mm-hmm. you're good at. Next thing you know, you have a 3D printer, and you're like, oh, man, that's kind of cool. Yeah. And then so it, learning as you're going is kind of cool, and it's not, it sounds like it's something you enjoy doing too. So it's it not like I've just been on the road for two weeks. i got to go home and print this dick out. Yeah. And, like <laughs> It's going to be a struggle. But no, it sounds like you're having fun and like that – you you want to learn. You want to like try oh, new yeah. things when you're having fun, and that's always yeah. Like, I don't know that that means that you're going to get better and better as you keep going. Yeah, and I'm really glad that I found it too because honestly, like when I started this job about five years ago, because yeah, this this year will be six. It's like I lost 
like I loved to game all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I worked at GameStop when I was 16 till through college. Did you, and, work, you work there with Michael? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, Mike <laughs> Atkins. And Roger? Uh, Roger Harper? Harper. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Yep. Yep. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I worked down there for a good while. And, uh, but when I got this job, you know, working two weeks straight and then I get home, I didn't, I just didn't have time that goes to play away. Or do anything. Especially when you do the day to night shift oh, yeah. flip mm-hmm. where you get home, it takes you to day to rest. It takes you like a day to catch up on your doctor's appointments and grocery oh, yeah. shopping and all mm-hmm. that stuff. And then like you get two days with your family and then you're like, all right, I got to switch over to night shift now. And yeah. mm-hmm. like, I've got to mess up my sleep schedule and then you're back on the road again. So oh, yeah, I, I've uh, lived that life and I've lived with people that do the 14 and seven schedule and it's rough. (laughs) It's rough. I mean, it's a great job, but at the same time, it's, it's hard. It's a hard grind. Well, and I thought I'd get used to it. No. And you never do. Because they, they change it on you. Just when you know all the answers, they change the questions on you. And Mm -hmm. it's like, but it, I mean, it's a good job and you, you go out there and do it, but it's, it's definitely hard on you. Yeah. But it is. That's. That's kind of cool where you you still go home and do something that you enjoy. And mm-hmm. Yeah, there will be some times I'll, I'll have her uh, while I'm away. I'll, I'll text my wife and be like, hey, I need you to print this. She doesn't really know how to do it yet because I still got to walk her through <laughs> all that. She prints out a middle finger and sends it back to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Because <laughs> uh, like that A1 UTV, I just reached out to him. I'm like, hey, man, you know, I can make these keychains. Um, that, that was one thing I started doing was a bunch of keychains. Because they're, they're honestly not hard. I can create like 16 to 18 of them in 12 hours. That's not so bad at all. That, that's fairly, you know, low. And if you go online and looking at keychains that are custom, I couldn't find really anything like that. Mm-hmm. Now, if the logo is super, like, complex, like mine here, I have to really take a bunch of detail out of it. Oh, yeah. Just because it's, it's so little detail and it doesn't turn out. Yeah, now these keychains, I would imagine you could probably sell this for like what, ten, fifteen, twenty dollars. Like, well, and that's the thing. Like, I charge them um, three dollars an hour, and normally if it's a full plate, mm-hmm. I'll just charge them a flat rate of a dollar per keychain, okay. so they can sell okay, them for like yeah. five. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! And I, I'm still in the green. I'm still good. And then mm-hmm. they're making green too, because these are yeah. like I'm holding yeah, it right now nice. in my hands, and it's high quality. And they, mm-hmm. like I said, I, if I wouldn't ten dollars. I wouldn't even think about it. Like right, that I would pay that. So that that's actually a lot cheaper than I thought it was going to be. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, that or like if you've got a business and you want keychains, you go online somewhere. They're going to be charging outrageous prices. Oh yeah, where you can't even you know make a profit off of them. Yeah, you know. Because <clears throat> I know that whenever we started our business, the podcast business, we were looking just around for different things to you know. How can we like, you know, get our, our name out there, you know, lanyards or things like that mm-hmm. and, you know, starting off and we're looking at stuff and it's like, I'm not going to pay, you know, $5 a piece to have a lanyard made yeah. and then try to sell it for 10. Yeah. Cause yeah. the it's turnaround crazy. is the, like the five, it's not necessarily the $5. Yeah. It's the turnaround of, is somebody going to buy yeah, this right. from us for 10, for, 10. That, for that much? Yeah. 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 So that's like <clears throat> pawn stars, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I'd buy it. I'd buy it for $5, but you know, man, I'm going to have to wash it, (laughs) clean it, turn around. I'll give you, I'll give you a buck 50 for it. So the off-road business, um, and 
your parts accessories. Um, you're, so you, how many hours a day do you work whenever you're on like your two week schedule? That's like uh, a 12 hour, isn't it? Well, it's, it's 12 hours on pad and then yeah. normally, you know, a couple hours for transport. So mm-hmm. it's, it's anywhere from 14 to 16 hours, sometimes mm-hmm. a day. Um, but the, the 12 hours is where, you know, you're actually working and the other is just, you know, travel back and forth from the hotel mm-hmm. and everything. So, so I'm assuming that you, well, you have to obviously make time for this while you're at work. Oh yeah. You know, and yeah. how busy do you stay with that? Like, um, and how's that process? Do people just, uh, like, do you have like a website where people just go in and order things, you get it. And then you contact the manufacturer and have it shipped or like, how does that, how does that all work? So basically, uh, since I'm e-commerce, um, everything is drop shipped. And what that means is you'll come to me, purchase something off the website. Mm -hmm. I basically (laughs) forward that purchase, uh, the invoice to the manufacturer and then they will take that and ship it to you. So I won't even touch it. Okay. So you don't have to worry about. Right. Okay. That's, and that's what makes it easy because so, Mm. And that's another thing too. Like, one of my old supervisors tried to get me in trouble at work because he tried to say that I was doing my business rather than work. Oh, and I proved him wrong because I'm like, you know, as soon as you guys say you need me or something, because that's the thing with electronics out there. I'm not constantly doing something. Mm-hmm. It's normally, you know, between stages and stuff. I have to check, make sure everything's okay, and if they need anything, then I I work on it. But if not, then we're just kind of waiting around, making sure everything's still running good. So say an order comes in, I can just forward the email within five to six seconds. Mm-hmm. It doesn't take much time. Now the time comes when they don't send me tracking. The customer wants it the day before they even ordered it. <laughs> and they're like, where's my stuff? And I, was, I try to explain to them, like, I'm sorry, but they haven't even sent it to me. But, uh, I mean, that's where most of the time comes in. Mm-hmm. Like if a customer needs something, then I'll I'll set I'll wait till the end of end of my shift and, mm-hmm. and give them a call and be like, hey, what's going on? You know. Yeah. So the the big dirty secret behind the frack life is that you do have a lot of downtime. Yeah. It's staying awake, but the yeah. water guys got to go in, do the water. The sand guys got to go in, do the, the fuel guys got to go in, mm-hmm. and for safety reasons and like there are actual laws, you shouldn't be doing these things at the same time. So. <laughs> It because people can get hurt. Yeah. So <clears throat> that's where uh, if the crane's running, nobody's under the crane. And right. when people are fueling, nobody should be in between the pumps. And so mm-hmm. that's, I mean, it's a lot of hard work and manual labor, but it's also a lot of, okay, I got to wait for the electric guy so I don't get electrocuted while I'm mm-hmm. fueling. <laughs> and then I don't want to get the, uh, what's it called when you get all that sand in your lungs and like... Oh, um. Man, I wore that respirator so often. People made fun of me. And I was like, yeah, yeah. you'll be laughing when you're dead because yeah. that stuff is <laughs> It sticks to bad. your lungs and it won't come out. Yeah. Silica. Silica that's, dust. Yeah, the silica dust. Yeah. Man, huh. that stuff's scary. Yeah. But Did, did yeah. you work on a rig for a bit? I worked. I was a fueler. So, <laughs> I mean, I didn't do anything. I mean, I dragged a hose and put fuel in, but. But there, we need that. Yeah, you know? it's yeah. important. I mean, yeah. And But I would do it, depending on the well site, it would be. Sometimes I would fuel once or twice a night, and then other sites, depending on if the frack pad was more shallow or not, where they would run a stage every hour. I was out there every hour and yeah. re- restocking the pumps and stuff. So, oh yeah, hmm. but it's 
I mean, it's a grind though. Like he said, 14, 16 hour day, yeah. you get home, go to sleep, wake, wake up, up, go yeah. back like, and do it again. Maybe yeah. shower, possibly eat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> gosh, that it's, it is a grind. So mm. it's, it's cool that you still have enough energy. And then like, it sounds like your wife supports you as well, even oh, though yeah. she probably hates it. No, I'm kidding. Nah. But, <laughs> she, she hates whenever I get her about nine o'clock at night. And I'm like, hey, this needs shipped out in the morning. She's like, I'm laying in bed. <laughs> and that's like, okay, You're never shipping mind. It from your phone. Like, My bad. No big deal. <laughs> so do you have any kids? <clears throat> no, uh-uh, no, not yet. Can you 3D print one? No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. I, I probably could. Yeah. I actually thought about uh, 3D printing the Baby Yoda. Oh, they, please they have, do. Yeah, please they have do. a good bit of them. How, oh, how big are we talking here? Because I want a full scale. Mm. Like, Probably about the size of this water bottle. Okay. For sure. Yeah. So I just finished The Mandalorian yesterday. I've been slacking off on it. Have you finished it? No. Uh, no. no. Okay. Then I won't say anything. Because I got, I got really, really mad at something that happened. Uh. So. Did you drop your snacks? I didn't have any snacks. But I just finished a bunch of buffalo chicken dip, which is still... In, in your system? Causing me pain today. So. <laughs> So you're wearing a, a Game of Thrones jacket here. <clears throat> yeah. Were you as sorely disappointed as... Uh, did you watch it or is it just Michael? No, I fucking hated the last season so much. Oh, yeah. So bad. So what, what, are you, um, <laughs> what are some of the shows that you're into? Well, I was definitely into Game of Thrones. Yeah. Uh, we actually went to Ireland in June last year. Ooh. So we were able to hit the... Uh, I believe it was 10 Doors in Northern Ireland... I think it was season they, – they made the doors off of King's Road, the uh, the trees, the birch trees. Okay. There was a storm that passed through and knocked them down. Well, there was a woodworker who had a CNC machine, and he made doors out of those birch trees and put them out throughout Northern Ireland to bring, um, bring people into these uh, pubs. You know, to bring more uh, attraction to them and everything, yeah. because they actually have a uh, an app for your phone that you can download, and you can go to different places that they shot scenes in Northern Ireland. Huh? It was really cool. I know they have the uh, they have a whole like map on the wire where you can go through like inner city Baltimore. It's not necessarily something that you want to do, but you can go like yeah. see where they actually <laughs> shot all the scenes in the mm-hmm. wire, and that's mm-hmm. that's kind of cool. Uh, so, uh, besides Game of Thrones, are are you like out on site building Clash of Clans, or you know? The like, <laughs> I used to do that a lot. That's what I'm like. A bunch of guys they played Clash of Clans and they dumped all kinds of money into that game. That game just I sucks believe your much. money down. Yeah, and I never paid a dime for it. But people yeah, are like, me neither. Yeah, mm-hmm. man, I put a hundred dollars into that, and I'm like. <laughs> Oh man! Yeah. To what? Just be patient. It's not like you're doing anything. Like, right? Just wait a week. I, I think the m- main thing I used to play was PUBG a lot. Oh, okay. PUBG mobile, like yeah. when it came on the phone. Oh, everybody started playing it. And then Call of Duty came out with Call of Duty Mobile. Yeah. And I started playing it a lot. And then it just kind of fizzled out on that too. So. Well, there's nothing like getting a pad that doesn't have any service. But. There's been one pad I think, which I was lucky. Because, I mean, they still have a satellite, so yeah. I can at least text. Mm-hmm. Okay. Other than that, I, there was nothing. One of the most miserable 25 hours of my life, we went to a pad in Doddridge County, and it dropped two feet of snow that night. Ugh. And, like, 
30 minutes after we got there, we get the message on the little fuel truck computer thing. Uh-huh. It said, you're stuck. Like, that's basically what it said. Like you're shut down. Yeah. <laughs> everything's stuck. And um, I I guess a fuel truck wrecked over the side of the hill and all kinds of stuff happened. But hmm. we, we were there for 25 hours straight. And oh, wow. No cell phone service. I was lucky enough to find a channel on the radio of like top 50 music, but I listened to that uh, <laughs> 10 times. Uh, there's only so many times you can listen to Justin Bieber and Demi Lovato before you're just like, yeah. we need to get out of here. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, that was, that was an interesting, <clears throat> uh, I mean, right now it's cold outside. Yeah. I, the coldest night I ever spent was negative seven degrees. Yeah. No, no heater in the truck. Oh, wow. That was, that was interesting. That sounds Absolutely miserable. It, well, <laughs> <laughs> here I am. Yeah, you're still alive. So, were you as disappointed in the end of Game of Thrones as everybody? Yeah, yeah. I, I really was. <laughs> yeah, I just <laughs> I, we were sitting there watching it, me and my wife, and we're like, "What? You know, like <laughs> seriously, this is what he gets." <laughs> yeah, it was. I don't know. I don't know, like the, the battle being one episode was, although it was like a pretty cool episode, mm-hmm. it was really, really dark. Yeah. And it just felt like all the buildup from every season came to that and that's all it was. Yeah. And it was like, it could have been like a two episode thing and made it like more dramatic and, you know, oh, you yeah. kind of knew who was going to die and who wasn't going to die. and Right. And then the ending was just... I don't even, I can't, I just, I'm just Is it an ending? <laughs> is it an ending? Still mad about it. If you go back and rewatch the show, the ending might not affect you as much because I remember I went through Dexter the second time and I forgot how good Dexter actually was because of how bad the final season was. But when I went back and watched it, I was like, okay, I like the first six seasons. Mm-hmm. They're great. But we'll. I mean, you could still rewatch them, but. It's still coming to the end. Yeah, it's still going to come to the end. I mean, I could probably, um, I was actually starting during whenever the last season, uh, the final season started, I started rewatching them. Oh, yeah. And whenever that last episode ended, I stopped watching the rest of them because I just like, it seems pointless to get to that. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it was just, you know. I see uh, my coworker actually got me started watching Game of Thrones. And it was, I think, I think they were into season five at the time. And uh, my wife never saw them. So we actually rewatched it, and after rewatching the seasons, I didn't realize how much I had forgotten, mm-hmm. you know, of all the seasons. Because she had asked me questions, and I'm like, you know what? I don't, I don't even know. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. I watched this. That's uh, especially when I mean, how many seasons did Game of Thrones have? Eight, and it was put out over like ten years. You think was, about yeah, and they made yeah. you wait forever In for that last seasons. season. Yeah, it was like two years, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. so. If you think about it, you're going back to season one, you rewatch it and you just, you forget stuff. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's, that's kind of cool that you can go back and kind of rediscover it though. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I know I've purposefully not rewatched Breaking Bad since it came out because I want to go back and like watch it fresh when Better Call Saul ends. So I'm like Breaking Bad like seven or eight times all the way through. Oh, so good. It's it's. <laughs> so good. I've watched it through twice, and I, I'm like, okay, I just I need to give it like <laughs> some time, put it on the shelf, and just let it be the greatest of all time. And then 
when I need a good show, I'm going to pull it down. Just... Have, have you watched Breaking Bad? No. Oh, my gosh. I haven't. It is <laughs> the best show that I have ever seen. And my dad was showing me the other day. My dad doesn't like it. He just doesn't like that whole... Well, I mean, of, I, I can understand why you wouldn't want to yeah. watch it. My mom loves it. And my dad was reading something the other day where they did... I don't know who it was, some celebrity or some, you know, somebody who does like rating and reviewing stuff was doing like the, the number one episode from all of television. And one of Breaking Bad's episodes was the number one on his the list. The Ozymandias mm-hmm. episode? Yes. Guarantee it because yep. that's the best episode yep. in the history of television. That's, I, it really, like, I, I remember where I was and what was going on whenever that episode aired and what happened. Yeah. I remember throwing was, my roommate out of the room because he was talking. <laughs> yeah. And I, I was like, get out right now. <laughs> but yeah, um, that's something like you you and your wife should sit and watch it. It's really, really good. Yeah. We, we try to find mm-hmm. some things to watch while I'm home. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of them is This Is Us. I don't yeah. think you've ever seen it. I've not seen but it, but I've heard it's good. It mm-hmm. is. I've heard yeah. it's really emotional too. Yeah, and they keep you hanging on there. Like, yeah. at the end of the season, you're just like, seriously, this is the end of this, this season? <laughs> That's the way The Ranch is. Uh, have you seen The Ranch? No, with I've Ashton seen a Kutcher? lot of people talking about yeah. it. Yeah, so they, they're really good at like right at the end of the season, and they're like, cliffhanger. And then uh-huh. you're just like, oh, shoot, <laughs> man. And then on the, they just put out the final, like, 10 episodes of that. I watched seven of them today. So I need yeah. to. Jeez. They're, they're not, they're like half hour. Oh, so they're, they're not like. Yeah. That. Okay. It's like I you can it. run through it like scrubs. Okay. Like, I got you. Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah. what's your, your biggest guilty pleasure show that you watch? Uh, Impractical Jokers. <laughs> I love that show. Nonstop. God. It's so we, good. <laughs> like we're recording new episodes and I'm still watching like probably from their first or second season. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it comes up on uh, True TV, yeah. you know, watching it all the time. <clears throat> and we actually went and saw them. I, I think it was in Baltimore. Um, I got really bad memory, by the way. And I'm there too. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, my wife got us tickets to go and they were just as awesome live you know, with the audience and everything that they were in the show. It was just so cool because I also wanted to uh, go on a cruise that they have. It's like uh, something, the Tenderloins, I think, is their comedy. Com- um, See, I'm, yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, it's some kind. They, I don't know if I'd want to go on an impractical Joker cruise because I might find myself overboard. <laughs> yeah, or like man, that just sounds like like every time something a noise would happen, I'd be looking over my shoulder like, yeah. "Come on, Sal, I know better." Right? Yeah, <laughs> you get out of there. <laughs> huh? Yeah, that sounds. I mean, I'm going to go watch the Royal Rumble tonight. That's probably I wouldn't say it's a guilty pleasure because I'm proud a proud professional sure. wrestling fan. I don't like wrestling. You're a Cowboys fan. I wouldn't call that a guilty pleasure because there's no pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> there is no pleasure in being a Cowboys fan. Not even in the slightest. <clears throat> so back to, to business. Oh, yeah. yeah. You have a yeah. business. Yeah. No, I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Remind all the kind people what we're talking about today. Uh, 304 Off-Road. I, I sell side-by-side parts and accessories. Um, I can get some four-wheeler stuff too and some dirt bike things, but not a whole lot. Um, so basically if you go get a new one, you need, you know, wheels, tires, suspension, bumpers, uh, new seats, harnesses, roof, anything like that. I can get it. This sounds like it's perfect for the, the person that kind of, 
I know my cousin is, he has a Jeep mm-hmm. and he's always in the garage, like putting new tires on it, like customizing lift kit, like new bumpers. He's putting lights on it. He's putting anything else you can think of. And so people that really enjoy just their time in the garage mm-hmm. is you're like the guy they need to call because you can you can get the parts yeah. for them. So yeah. that's like that's the first thing that pops into my head is just tricking out your ride like completely. Uh, is I this sh- still called tricking it out or like pimping pimp my ride pimp on my the ride? TV? <laughs> <God>. <laughs> what a show! Yeah. <clears throat> so have you thought expand thought about expanding out into other? things like other than just side by sides like doing you know like you said four wheelers um and, larger vehicles know, like jeeps or yeah like any trucks you know yeah i i thought about it um i mean of course you know i don't have a place to install anything yeah and that's where i hit a brick wall like literally um manufacturers um trying to think of some right now like king suspension they'll they'll require you to have a a storefront a physical okay, yeah. brick and mortar store, and I don't have one. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually lost a manufacturer because they changed their just the way that they do things. Instead of directly with us as a dealer, um, they go through a distributor that uh, purchases all their stuff and then resells it to us. Mm-hmm. So when they did that, I contacted them, told them how long you know I've been dealing with Dragonfire Racing as the company, and uh, they said, do you have a storefront? And I said, no. And they said, well, sorry, can't sell it anymore. Well, with that <laughs> extra middleman, it's probably, like, if it went to a distributor and then to you, then that's probably going to raise the price as well yeah. from your mm-hmm. end. Yeah, and, and I like dealing with the companies, too, like um, SSV Works, you know, they, they do a lot of audio stuff. So if there's an issue that I can't get resolved for a customer, I can contact them within a couple seconds and I can talk to my sales rep and get everything fixed. Yeah. Whereas, you know, if I order it through a distributor and then I have to contact the distributor and then contact the manufacturer and try to get everybody on the same page. Yeah. yeah. And it's just a pain. Just more, that's, more that's, hoops you have to jump through to yeah. fix an issue. That's yeah. even something I didn't <clears throat> think of is where if you have a part or something that's not working from one of your customers, mm-hmm. that's... That's your job then yeah. to, to go get that resolved. So that's kind of yeah. cool that, like, like I said, I'm not really, I don't know much about vehicles. I, I know how to change my oil and, you know, all that stuff. But if I were to get a part and it would quit, be quit working, I would mm-hmm. go straight to you and say, hey, how, how do we fix this? Or what's the best thing, what's the best kind of tires I need? Or what's the, like, right. all the different kind of stuff. And so it sounds like you kind of can offer expertise there as well, which mm-hmm. is valuable that- to someone like me because I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing, too. Like, um, I mean, sometimes I don't even know. You know, new stuff is coming out all the time well, that yeah. I haven't even seen yet. And uh, I, I've had people, they actually ask me a question, you know, what's the best tire I should get? And I'll give them, you know, three different options, you know, asking them, like, what they ride and, like... What they're they, going to be doing with it. Yeah, exactly. Because, yeah. I mean, if you're on... If you're going to be out in the sand dunes, which a lot of people are, surprisingly... Yeah. Um, or you're going to be hauling hay for your cattle or anything yeah Yeah, you know different yeah totally different tires and everything and i'm not going to try to sell one brand over the other it's seriously you know if you want a cheap tire i'll try to get you the best cheap tire that i can (laughs) get um but some guys you know they want the cheapest some want the best that they can get they don't care what the price is (laughs) yeah so it's really a juggling act 
I mean, you got to deal with all kinds of different variables. Now, do you deal um, strictly like in West Virginia, have you noticed, or is it kind of expanded people ordering from you from outside of West Virginia? I have shipped things over the ocean. Surprisingly. Oh, oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, the biggest that really floored me was uh, Israel. Huh. Huh. I had an order come through for some shocks, and they, those are expensive <laughs> shocks. And I actually messaged uh, the customer, and I said, you know, shipping is going to be uh, a lot. It was actually the half of the price of the shocks, and the shocks were every bit of three grand. Jeez. And he said, that's fine. I need them, and you're the only one that seems to be dealing with me. So, you know, if you can get them shipped. So I contacted the manufacturer, and see, that's where I come into play because my website, I have it set up to where you cannot order them. His slipped through somehow. I don't know. So, yeah. It <laughs> Get happens, that fixed real quick. Yeah. It, it happens a lot. So mm-hmm. they'll think they're getting free shipping. And I try to tell them, like, hey, you know, you're not in the United States. I cannot ship that to you for yeah. free. I'll yeah. lose it. You know, I won't. If <laughs> yeah. I broke even, I'll send it. Yeah. yeah. But if I'm not, I can't eat that cost. Yeah. So... When I told him, he was like, yeah, I'm fine with that. And I did everything through PayPal just to make sure that we both were covered. Yeah. Well, because yeah. I just didn't want to lose it. That, that was a lot of money. International yeah. shipping can get funky too. Cause, oh, yeah. They got to mm-hmm. pay import fees. They got to pay their taxes, yep. duty fees, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I know. Um, I forget. There were – I worked at Teletech for a while. And people would go overseas and they would want their – cards shipped to them because they would lose their card or whatever and they think i'm on vacation or i'm here for six months i need my card yeah and we had a list of countries that you just don't ship stuff to because it's not getting through customs (laughs) and uh i mean there's not very many people that vacation in those countries but that that's just the first thing that pops in my head is where now you're an international dealer and it's it can get it can get tricky to where those you got to make sure the shocks are there and you got to do like your due mm-hmm. diligence to make sure everything right. your eyes are dotted and T's are crossed. And, and I do try to let them know too, like I don't ship the product. So yeah. I don't know what to expect on the receiving end. It can take yeah. an extra week or month or whatever for international yeah. too. Well, and like we were talking about earlier, uh, the printers, they came from the Czech Republic. Yeah. Um, I actually ordered, there was a group on Facebook and they just came out with a new uh, mini printer that I was talking about. Mm-hmm. And he had it used, and he was selling it. And I, I bought it from him. He's from Germany, and DHL didn't update for about a week. And then yesterday, I was about to contact, and be like, "Hey, you know anything that's going on?" And then USPS is like, "Your package has arrived in New York." And I'm like, huh. "Oh, so it took like a week. It must have came over by boat." Mm-hmm. Yeah, which literally is literally shit. You know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whenever I was in my old band, we had gotten signed to a record label in England. <clears throat> oh wow! And we, we went over there for 30 days. We recorded, uh, played some shows, and then we came back, and then we planned on moving over there. Mm-hmm. Um, so our singer and our keyboardist were already over there. Um, our singer came back, and we shipped our van and our trailer over there. And um, long story short, they wouldn't let us stay in the country. Oh. So we lost our van, lost our trailer. You couldn't ship any of that back? For, for two years. Oh, wow. And we finally got the van back or no no we got them no we got them both back we got the van and the trailer back but mm-hmm. the uh the things that were in because we had to basically purchase your know, rent like a cargo container 
right. to fit everything in. Yeah. And we had other like boxes and, you know, personal stuff in there. Mm-hmm. And they said that all of that was just gone. Yeah, good it took two years. That's and, crazy. Yeah. But like all of our, you know, my guitar was still there. You know, all of our equipment was still there. It wasn't wow. in any good condition because yeah. it's, you know, sitting in a port somewhere. Yeah. And it was expensive and miserable. And I didn't have any of my music gear for two years. It was wow. awful. Yeah. Awful. So that's my kind of introduction to international shipping. Yeah, right. You know, and it was like the most you could possibly fucking do. Yeah. <laughs> it was awful. So <clears throat> that's cool, though, like that you've got, you know, because it's not, since, since you don't have a storefront, everything's online. So shipping, you know, all over the world. And, yeah, you know, because I didn't know if if it was strictly like just, just for people here in West Virginia or not. Yeah, that's cool because yeah. it has a 304 name on it, which is... Mm-hmm. Straight from West Virginia. Yeah, they, they might not know in Germany, but <laughs> right, <yeah. laughs> or yeah. Israel. But and they they've sent me some pictures too. Um, I, I know the guy in Israel sent him a shirt and a couple decals because he asked about them. And uh, I've had I, I on my website I can see where people come from. Like if you click on the link, you can see where they clicked that link at. Like if it was embedded in a different website. Mm-hmm. You can see that website. Yeah. And I found out that somehow my business got brought up on a French forum huh. for cybersides. And they were just talking about a set of brackets for like a light bar. And sure enough, you know, a couple of them wanted to buy them. And I said, you know, I can send them over there. I just have to do the whole order separately. I can't do it through the website. Yeah. Because I, I have to get the shipping quote and then send them an invoice. Yeah. But uh, it's... I had it on my PayPal there a while back because it'll show you all the countries that you've ever had transactions with. Mm -hmm. So, of course, you know, Canada, uh, I had one in Brazil, uh, Australia, uh, Israel, like I said, France, and Norway was the most recent one, which was pretty cool. And PayPal is like a gift. It when is. it comes to keeping track of oh, yeah. your business, it was that difficult for you to, like you said, you, you were just kind of like, well, I guess I'm in it now yeah, and I better get a business license. Uh, what was the most difficult business aspect for you? I'd say the most difficult was wrapping my head around uh, the tax part. Honestly, yeah, it's always I, the most difficult. <laughs> you know, some of the stuff you think they would have taught us in school because oh, everybody yeah. deals with it on a daily basis, yeah. but we didn't get taught it, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so you remember Todd Kiger, right? Yeah. Yeah. So his brother is actually my CPA. Okay. So when he gave me his, his phone number, I asked him, I said, listen, I know absolutely nothing on what I'm doing. I need this right, you know, in case I came an audit, I need to know what I need to get done and, uh, come to find out, you know, just pay him a flat rate every year and mm-hmm. he takes care of the taxes. Okay. So it's, it's pretty nice because he can give me some tips and pointers on what I need to spend some money on or what I don't, what I need to hold back on, mm-hmm. um, stuff like that. So That's always I, the scariest thing, too. Is it you're, is. You're trying to do the right thing, and yeah. you, next thing you know, you're in jail for tax evasion. But. Yeah, right. <laughs> that was the most difficult thing about my first business is that my fiancé at the time's mom said she was going to take care of all the taxes, so we, you know, filed everything and did all this, did all that, and we closed the business. Mm-hmm. Guess who never did the taxes? <laughs> oh. So we had two years of running a business that I had to handle getting all the tax stuff done for. That was... And that could be a pain. It was awful. Mm-hmm. It was... I mean, we were running a, like a, a bar, you know, and a venue. So mm-hmm. you've got all the expenses, you know, 
your Sam's Club trips for like soda, things like that, oh, yeah. you know. And then people would go to Sam's Club and buy, you know, on their personal card. So you'd have to pay them back just what they bought for the company. And then there was stuff on the receipts that obviously they bought for the house too. So it was just like you had oh, to figure yeah. out what was – it was <laughs> awful. Yeah. It was just – the taxes. I'd never, ever, ever want to do taxes for a business again. Um, thank God Michael does them for us here. And yeah. we're a podcast company. There's not a whole lot of overhead right. and, you know, yeah. so it's not a whole lot, but. <clears throat> it's nice when you have somebody that knows what they're doing with yeah. it because, you know, I, I can get them the numbers, get them everything he needs, and then he can tell me what I got to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I'm fine with you don't that. don't have to worry about it. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> that'd be another like three or four weeks you wouldn't be able to spend with your wife. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So. And I definitely don't get enough time with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she's, does she help you out with the 304 off-road at all? With yeah. With that stuff? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, especially like when we go places and ride. Um her and also my parents too when they ride with us you know Mm -hmm. they'll they'll talk to people about my business and hand them business cards and everything um she really helps me a lot like i said whenever i'm away and people order shirts or decals or hoodies stuff like that um i mean she's the one that has to ship it because i can't unless i come back Mm -hmm. and then do it so it's pretty i got it set up on my phone to where i can just you know remote into my computer at the house and print off the shipping labels mm-hmm. and she can just get it packaged up and shipped out the next day for yeah. me. So So you sell like obviously your own stuff, like your yeah. your brand. Yeah, some stuff. apparel stuff. Mm-hmm. Um this year we got some different hoodies. I'm supposed to be picking them up tomorrow. But it's mainly just um any of the actual three or four stuff that I have is just apparel and uh I actually just got a bunch of koozies in that are magnetic. And uh, like on the bottom, so you stick on the side, on the side, okay, yeah, yeah, (laughs) Yeah. it's pretty cool because uh, I I never thought about it. And I I got a koozie like that one day. I'm like, you know, if you actually are working on something and you have your drink in there, and I don't want to set it on the ground because, like, if I'm in the garage and I set on the ground, I'm on a roller, yeah, underneath the vehicle or something, I can reach up and just Just tap it on the side of the vehicle and it doesn't scratch it or anything, huh? So it's really cool. I didn't even know they made those. That's yeah. dope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds fantastic. So also, side question, your 304 off-road, I know like 10 years ago they talked about the 681 area code. Do you, I, I don't know where I'm going with this, but Are you going to make a branch are, off called 681, 681 off-road? off-road. <laughs> no, because <laughs> no, like at the time, I honestly didn't even know what to name the business. You know, I threw all kinds of stuff out there like – uh, mountaineer off-road or something like that yeah. and it just didn't Feel it didn't right. seem to yeah and i ought to be honest with you it's kind of cliche because there's a lot of companies out there that just use their area code mm-hmm. and yeah. an off-road but it's something that you know local people see and they're like hey i know that company mm-hmm. so oh, yeah i stuck with it i actually had a guy um i'm not gonna say the company's name but he got highly pissed like he thought I was copying everything from his business. And I'm like, dude, no. I, I literally turned over 304 off road to Steve Phillips. He has Lizard Graphics down in uh, Beelington. Yeah. <clears throat> I said, this is going to be the name. And he goes, dude, I've got a logo for you already. So he sent me the logo. I didn't even have a say in it. I was like, sweet. It's awesome. Yeah. Well, the other guy's logo has skulls in it too. So he thought I was trying to copy him. And I'm like, no. Th- this is not how it's going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, I mean, I, I can understand like trying to protect your business, but like you said, it was yeah. completely legitimate. Mm-hmm. That guy's like, I already got a logo. I just used it on this other. Mm-hmm. No, I'm yeah. Kidding. yeah, like whenever I saw, because um, we have like a, a spreadsheet where we put like our who who we're interviewing, yeah. you know, week to week, so we uh-huh. can you know make sure you know there's somebody here to to do the interview. Um, I saw it and then I looked at the Facebook page and I'm like, this seems like a very like just just the name in itself. Whenever I saw 304 Off-Road, I thought like, you know, a like a big business. Like I thought mm-hmm. like, you know, a big kind of like a, I don't know if the, there's a place down in um, Bridgeport that's like right around where like the police station's at that does like off, I think they sell like side-by-sides and four-wheelers and stuff. It's right by like the intersection um, where like the pool is at. Oh, um, Leeson's. Yeah. Leeson's Import Motors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I originally thought that's who we were interviewing. Oh, okay. And I yeah. thought it was like a like a storefront business like that. Right. Like, Tiny you know, Street Dreams or like. Yeah, something yeah. like that. And I thought, you know, whenever I saw it, that's what I thought of. I thought like a like an actual like, like a storefront, like you yeah. said. And I really, <clears throat> like I said, I'd love to open one. Mm-hmm. I just, I wouldn't be able to stay afloat. Yeah. I really wouldn't. Mm-hmm. And that's smart though. That's smart business knowing just... I mean, limitations right now. You might have a storefront one day, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, I, I'm not going to rule it out for yeah. sure because mm-hmm. you never know. But I like, think that's a problem that a lot of people do, though, is where they think, all right, we're doing this now and we need a storefront. We need this. I need to have these parts, even though people aren't probably going to buy them. Right. But yeah, then they, I mean, it's like Rome. They had too many roads and then they went under. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's like you... And with something like this, where people kind of order to what they need, um, if because if you had a storefront, you'd have to keep all that in stock. inventory, yeah, yeah. Know, which is that uh, aside from like getting a space, the taxes, everything mm-hmm. like that, like that Talking in itself is a big hundreds of thousands of dollars yeah. to oh, fill yeah. your shelves. Yeah, yeah. And then you got to worry about somebody coming in and trying to steal it. Yeah, oh, seriously, gosh. because like I actually went and looked right across Perry Greens. There is a blue building. That's been there vacant for a while. Mm-hmm. I think it was uh, Solar Steve's used to be in there, and I looked at doing it, and I looked at the price, and I started adding everything up, and I'm like, I've got to pull a loan out because I don't have that much in the yeah. business for it. Yeah. And then I, how many years I have to pay it back? And then I'm thinking, you know, well, if I can't cover the costs of it, then they're going to come after everything that I've got under the business name. So it's not even worth it mm-hmm. until I get to the point where I'm. 100% comfortable. Yeah. And theft is, I feel like, getting worse in this area as drugs get worse in this area. Yeah. I know there's been a bunch of break-ins in Fairmont recently, mm-hmm. yeah. which is just awful, but don't break into people's house. Don't take their stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know people broke into my car just last summer and took stuff. It's, it's hard out there. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if I could live completely online and not have to interact with people face-to-face, I might actually <laughs> take that up. Yeah. Yeah, we actually thought whenever we first, the first few months of starting this business, we thought about, you know, getting a space and mm-hmm. putting a studio in. And obviously, you know, we don't make any money doing this right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, yeah. and we're almost two years in. Yeah. Um, and obviously podcasts like this one that are completely free for, you know, like free promotion, um, there's no money to be made. Um, we, are, we are trying to sell some ad space on the episodes. If you're listening. For, for cheap for like local businesses and stuff. But um, just like looking at uh, like the, just the overhead cost of just like a small space to rent is just insane. It is. It's insane. Yeah. So luckily Michael owns the house and my sister moved out of here. So we just converted into the studio. Yeah. So 
you know, and then he gets a write off because he's got a business in his house and you yeah, know, it works. It does, so, yeah, for sure. Know. So yeah, I'd, I'd say definitely like until you are you have the money and are comfortable and know that you can, you know, the supply and demand really. Yeah. You know, for this area, like if you think that you can do it, I would definitely stay away from a storefront. I know one <laughs> thing that like really killed it around here was uh, King Knob. I don't know if you ever heard mm -hmm. of King Knob Off Road Park. No. Um, they they were pretty big down towards um, Philippi. Um, you go out past Quiet Dell. Yeah. It's out okay, like the dirt bike track. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And so they closed, and when they did, there's. There were so many people that went there. Oh, yeah. It, it was unreal. And, I mean, the the locals there, they had complained because, you know, people would rip up and down that road mm -hmm. at night, and oh, they yeah. shouldn't, you know. Yeah. I mean, I, I completely understand why they'd be pissed off. Mm -hmm. But they ended up shutting it down, and they said they were going to reopen, but they never did. And it's been over two years, I think, they've been closed. Hmm. And a lot of people are like, you know, why don't you try to get that and open it up? And it's like, well, I can't. Because, yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. it's a lot of land. It's a lot of money. Mm -hmm. And... It's just like my business was actually doing a lot better whenever they were around because a lot of locals were going out and riding a lot. Yeah. And people At, come in from out of the area too. Oh, yeah. And they, they mm -hmm. can see that 304 logo on something and then yeah. look you up. Because like we go to um, – so we, we do a little bit of uh, I get charity work but yeah. not really being there doing it. Um, like we raise a lot of money for uh, kids in Wyoming County. Mm -hmm. down southern West Virginia. Yeah. Uh, we do Christmas in July. Um, we don't put it on, but we help sponsor it. Mm -hmm. uh, Razor Crazy puts it on down there at the Wagon Wheel. And they raised, I think it was $14,000 last year. Damn. Wow. And we've had it going for like three or four years now. And basically it's just the coal towns that shut down. Oh, yeah. Well, and yeah. they're trying to find work. And mm -hmm. to keep the kids having a Christmas every year, they do that. And... It's a lot of really poor places in southern West Virginia oh, yeah. right yeah. now. <clears throat> and I tell you what, um, the off-road community is bringing a lot of tourism from all over the place. Like a lot of tourists are coming in, spending all kinds of money staying at, you know, the resorts, the local resorts and stuff. And, you know, that promotes a lot of local businesses. Mm -hmm. So I even thought about open something down there, but then that would require me to move. Yeah. yeah. I really don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. No, that's understandable. I, I know... I, I'm even thinking of like the Greenbrier, how much it does for just the Southern West Virginia community mm -hmm. where uh, like the New Orleans Saints, they were practicing there yeah. because mm -hmm. they have a practice facility. And then there was that terrible flood and people mm -hmm. from New Orleans who probably even never heard of West Virginia or the Greenbrier <laughs> or anything like that, yeah. they're coming in and just like doing charity work mm -hmm. in Southern West Virginia. So that's mm -hmm. cool to see that the off-road communities kind of bringing that as well because yeah. that's, I mean, if you think about it, just from the rural areas in southern West Virginia, there's a lot of four-wheelers and ATVs and all kinds of stuff that people use just to get around. Oh, yeah. I know. Yeah, I live sure. on a back road, and I, if I don't get run off the road by a four-wheeler on the way home, it's not a, a ride home. It's, it just doesn't <laughs> feel right. Yeah. <laughs> so um, before we get wrapped up, just go ahead and um, plug like your website where people can find you at. Okay. Anything? Yeah. They can find us at the www.304offroad.com. Uh, Facebook as well. Just type in 304 and then off-road. Mm -hmm. um, my 3D print 
I actually have a, a business page for it. It's 304 3D Creations. Uh, I don't have a website. I just have it on on Facebook mm-hmm. there. <clears throat> but uh, if somebody ever needs anything made, they can just message me on there. All right. Is there anything else that you wanted to go over before we get wrapped up? <clears throat> mm, anything no. that we forgot? Anything we didn't talk about? Any TV shows that you want to talk about? No, no? not that right. I can think of. All right. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for coming on. Yeah, and we'll link. Uh, I appreciate the invite. Yeah. It was and, good seeing you guys again. Yeah, for sure. You too. I, know. <laughs> I haven't seen Aaron in years. Yeah, it's years. been years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, and, the most recent time that I've spoke to Aaron was uh, there was a news story where an Aaron Baker died. And I messaged yeah. you. Do you remember that? Yeah, I remember. Where I was like, bro. <laughs> and you're just like, it wasn't me. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I, I should have just let it hang there for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I'm happy Happy you're alive. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah and all, all of it, we'll link everything in the description of the episode so people can just click right on it and take them right there. So, cool. yep. All right. So thanks for coming on, man. Yep. Thanks. Yeah.